has begun the final night. Sims and Left go live in Atlanta at Dantana's. We're listening to Rod Simba's music and Rod and Simba's he's here. audience. And he's what up, Rod Simba? And not only that, not only that, we got a bunch of kings in the audience, but we have King Mel, Melvin Ingram on the set, who Sim said after the game against Baltimore had the greatest game of any defensive player the entire season. Round of applause for the man, Melvin Ingram. Yeah. Please no please. problem, man. Put it on my, my tab. God. Put it on my tab, man. I got you. My God. Uh, start I mean, there. Start yeah, there. I mean, start right there. I mean, yeah, because that was one of those games for, like, the loyal listeners when you talk about, like, the stat sheet. The stat sheet was awesome, but when you watch the rest of the game and how many other plays you ruined, what was it about the second time around kind of facing that offense uh, that let you just tee off like that? Uh, I just had – you just have more time to prepare for them, really. You just played them 10, 12 days before that. So you kind of pretty much know everything they're going to come out with. And if they don't change nothing, you really know everything they're going to come yeah. out with. So it, it was just more of just studying everything they had going on and, like, tendencies and, and when Lamar wanted to keep the ball, when he wanted to give it off. So, so it was just things like that. Yeah. I mean, just so we know the stat line, six tackles, two sacks, but a whole bunch of – Fuck the playup stats. Yes. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Whole bunch of them. That's awesome. So the first thing that he says when he walks in is, you know you guys cheated, right? They did. They, they <laughs> so in did. Sims and Lefko, the show, we competed, and uh, you're, still, you're still upset at us. I am. I am. I, I'm, I'm a sore loser. <laughs> yeah, we know. We see. Just so you know, when we did this show, and if you haven't seen it, you got to go back and watch it. We did Jenga, but... Like, he intimidated all the producers on our show. No, he would, they would no. break rules, and they were so scared to tell him, no, you can't do that. We had one woman go, no, that's against the rules. And he said, no, it's not. No, it's not. It, it wasn't. And she just went, okay, that's good. Point's good. Point's good. And then just, just like that, just like a defense we had, a, we, had a, we had a great ref. She was amazing. She was really cheating for y'all. Nicole, Nicole. It yeah, is. Nicole, she was a great ref. Yeah. Y'all really cheated, though. It's our show. Uh, it's I like coming check. into New England. You better, you better have all your gear ready exactly. and stuff. You know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we didn't mean that person. I just having fun. I like the Patriots. I just having fun. So I've noticed <laughs> – so I've noticed whenever you win a big game, uh-huh. you'd hold the camera up, and you went on this magical phrase that you had. And I thought it was, can you do it for everybody, please? Yeah, ASAP, any squad, any place. We bought whatever. We pulling up with pressure. And, and so I watched it. I was like, who came up with this? And you came up with it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, we, we was just a game, man. It was a whole lot of game shit with us. Both gang it on bang. That's awesome. <laughs> You, you guys are. I mean, yeah, between you, Bosa, Derwin. You got yeah, we had Derwin here the other day. A whole bunch of scary dudes on your defense. For sure, for sure. Um, okay, so just like, first thing is, you're in L.A. Or who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? Do you root for the Rams uh, or the I, Patriots? I don't like neither one. I know. Really. You're in a tough spot, right? Uh, it's messed up. Yeah. I was thinking about you before I came here. I said, like, he's not going to like either one of these teams. Uh, no. All right, so wait. you got to feel like a little disrespected by Maybe the lack of attention you guys get in L.A. already? Does that kind of piss you off? No, not really, man. We there to play football. Yeah. That's what it's all about with us. No matter what, if you get a lot of attention, if you don't get no attention, them, them games still going to go on on Sunday. Right. So, man, we, we, we just there to play football. All right. And then we already waxed poetically about the greatest game you played by any defensive player all year. Yeah. But, man, the following week, I've seen better. Yeah. And not just from you. Yeah. 
I'm just saying the whole team. Like yeah. get, get, he didn't have a chance. No, that that's no, no doubt about it. The, 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 the game plan by them was amazing. Yeah. But I just want you to talk about it. Like what's it like playing the Patriots machine when you when it's rolling like that? Oh, it was a tough game, man. They I felt like they they came out and executed everything they they had in the game plan. You can't take nothing away from them. Right. They came out and did what they were supposed to do. Right. What, Nothing else. It, that's that. I mean, that's what do you, what do you like? What are the Rams supposed to do if he's getting it out that quickly? Just got to get there, man, and and that's what it is. You gotta you gotta you gotta stay calm. You can't let that affect you, right? Because because the Patriots is the type of team they're gonna take what you give them. Yeah, they ain't gonna try to make no big plays. They'll they, take their six. They'll yeah, take their exactly. three. Exactly. And they gonna take that. And one thing about the Rams, they got a high power offense too. So it's they both gonna be scoring. Right. The Rams got four first rounders on their front line. I know. So I already know, like, Donald, all them boys, they're going to go crazy. They're going to be ready. I already know, yeah. Does Aaron Donald impress you, too? Yeah. Can you – because for us, we look at him and we see him with the muscles and all that. <laughs> but just when you – if you see him on film, what, what does he show you? He's a great player, man. He's one, he one of the best players to ever play this game, really. And I think he's still growing, really, as a player. I, I think he ain't even reached, reached his peak yet. Mm. And, and That's scary. Yeah, he, he's definitely one of the best to ever suit up. Man. Dude, when you played the Patriots, did you think they were going to come out and run the ball like so heavily? Did, did anything catch you by surprise about? No, nah, I felt like they, I knew they was going to have a balanced offense. And yeah. That's kind of what they came out and did. They ran the ball through the ball. Right. They got some big tackles, too. Yeah. That's where I've, I've always yeah. like. How big is Trent Brown? He big. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's like, what, 6'7", six, 6'8", yeah. something like yeah. that? Maybe even be 6'9". Yeah, he's up there. I mean, I know yeah. he's like, he's definitely like three of you and me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just like one and a half of him. <laughs> were they better than, than they looked on tape, their offensive line? Nah, they, were, they, was, they came out and they was exactly what you expected. They just, they, just, what they do, they do it well. Mm. Brady make Brady make a lot of that shit look better than what it is. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about okay? I want to talk about like some other guys you played this year. I mean, you you got to play Patrick Mahomes twice. Yeah. What 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 jumped out to you about playing him? Just everything, man. His arm strength. Yeah, he a magician back there in that pocket for real, man. And and, and some of the throws he make is just. It's like video game. I can see you, like, like lighting up yeah. as you're actually talking nah, about this. For real, this. like, I give credit what credit doing. Some of the shit he do, bro, is like no-look passes and yeah. all that. It's just it's Like crazy. a guy hanging on his jersey yeah, and throwing a touchdown exactly. in the Thursday night game. Exactly. It's crazy, man. Right. You, you just got to give credit what credit do with him. Yeah, yeah. What was it like to go into Kansas City and get the dub? Oh, man, it was big. You know, we hadn't beaten him in a while. Yeah. So it was just we, we had to get that victory. No matter what, we had to get that victory. So what's funny is now, now you play Patrick Mahomes twice a year for the rest of, like, you know, a long time. Well, a long time, for sure. How does that rivalry continue to blossom? Because I have a feeling that Chargers Chiefs fighting for the top of the AFC West is, like, the next five years. Yeah, but, but shit, we got to make it happen. Yeah. We got we to gotta hold the top seed, man. And when you do that, it, it, it's a big advantage for you. Because yeah. we saw it this year. You guys didn't get it, so you got the five. Yeah, and that's crazy. Crazy. Let's talk about record. that. You're the second best record in the AFC, and you're the five seed. It don't it don't make no sense to me. I don't I don't understand how all that works. I never understood how it worked. But yeah, you get rewarded from winning the division, and it, I know it's tough because you definitely shouldn't have been the five seed. I know that's it is. Well, well, you know, and you talk about like having a bye week. All right, so you're. I mean, I know you guys are ASAP, like yeah. you were saying, but at the same time, how about your stadium? What do you guys get a little like? pissed off about maybe not having a home field advantage yet? I mean, it is kind of amazing. I feel like you play 16 road yeah, games. Yeah, we, that, That's why we ASAP. Yeah, yeah, right. 
It don't matter to us, though. We don't pay attention to it. You don't pay attention to it? Yeah. That's just our identity. I know. About that. I just feel like you would take over more if you just had crowd noise to help you. Yeah. Like, it would just be that much better. It does for, like, play a big part. It does be, play a big part when you go to places that that really got that crowd noise. It right. Play a part for yeah. Sure. Yeah. What are, you, uh, what are you driving these days? Man. It's he nothing. He gets all used up on this. Ah. It's all gone. He has no more money. Are you always a car guy? <laughs> yeah. So um, why, like, what? What about the rolls? Because you know, I'm looking it. for a car, so maybe yeah, a roll. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your rolls, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Bleacher Report. <laughs> we got to up the ante a little. Uh, Melvin Ingram told me I need a, a rolls. Yeah, up uh-huh. it a little bit, man. Get your rolls. I can see you on a white rose. Oh, dude. somebody Photoshop me in a white rolls. That's <laughs> all I need right now. For sure, man. Uh, so when you have a season like you did, Joey is finally back and healthy. Derwin now on the back end. All the pieces. You guys had some corners come out of no- like Michael Davis, right? Yeah, like baller. Like what? What is what? How much more excited are you to to just grind this off season for next year when the defensive unit is that good this year? Very. I mean, I'm very excited because I feel like we got a lot of young players Seriously. that's gonna be good. And and we studied growing as a defense. We so young, which means we studied growing as a defense. And the sky's the limit, man. It's going to be scary when all the pieces are put together and everybody is really, like, set on home and, and in their comfort zone and balling. It's going to get scary. Oh, my God. Does, does Phillip Rivers, like – I mean, I, we love Phillip's attitude. Like, it's in fe- – like, is he like that? Like, does he talk shit to you yeah, in practice sure. sometimes? He will? Me and Phil talk shit to each other all the time. Go ahead. Like, give me some, like, what – like, how he is. It's just – we just come in like like we could just be stretching and we just like he's like today man I'm I'm, I'm gonna light y'all up today. <laughs> That's awesome. Stop it, man. And I you know, guys love cool. that. Yeah, for sure. We we compete every day, man. All right, last thing I gotta ask. All right, yeah, I gotta ask. I might have asked him the first time, but it's my patent question. I gotta ask you. Okay. Who's the like? Who's the tackle in football? That you see, I know you're not scared of anybody and you can ball against anybody, but who's the one guy that right when I ask this question just pops in your mind where you go, man, he's a pain in the ass to play against that guy? I got your I can't think of nobody. You can't think of anybody? There's nobody Man. nobody that jumps out to you where you just go. <laughs> yeah. Your teeth, that's what he did to our people at Bleacher Report when we were out there. See, he just says it straight oh, up. I can't. Yeah. Man. <laughs> uh, Ingram. Yeah. Amazing year. Thank you for coming by. I appreciate y'all, man. Give yeah. this man the man. Sure. You're the man. You're a very busy man. I know you got some things to do, yeah. so I'm going to help you get off the set. We appreciate you, my okay. man. And uh, I'll hit you up about the white rolls for recommendations. Well, he, he's got he's to say something to the camera, I believe, doesn't he? No. No? No. Okay, Unless you're you good. We're good. Okay, wanna, sorry. Sorry, that was me. I was wrong. I was wrong. He just wants you to say how dope Sims and Lefko is. So if you want to say that. It's definitely dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hit him on the chest on the way out. So <laughs> we're going to need a new desk because I think he just broke it. <laughs> Melvin, you're the man. Uh, I want to thank hey, everybody here. Man, you guys are awesome. To the people that have been here all week, thank you guys. Like You guys have made this a great experience for us. Um, I think what's... It's been cool to be here at Dantana's. Come on. Uh, I'll be honest and and give you behind the curtain. I'm so happy I'm not at Radio Row. 
Uh, I'm so happy that we get to be with people that we love and not a bunch of random strangers and just going, hey, 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 hey. And you get to see us interacting with the athletes because if we've met them before, we're good with them. We're not, we're not, we don't do the hot takes. No, we're not at all. So what are the prospects for next year? I did kind of. You kind of did. I was actually just coming out of my mouth. I was like, yeah, you did kind of go Johnny Broadcaster on him there. Well, Your you know, defense is good. What's the future look like? Did you notice that I wasn't like? interrupting him there? Did you notice that? Thank you. Stop touching me. Yeah, that's the number one question that they've all asked me. Yeah. Is, do you get upset when Sims yells at you for interrupting? Gosh, well, what about, do I get upset when he interrupts me? I mean, I don't uh, know. The true thing is you need to be interrupted sometimes. <laughs> no, he, is, uh, he hears me talk so much yes. that that's really the problem. And I don't, I don't care. So I've only yelled at him like once or twice, right? There was one it's time. It's only been like really 900 emotional. episodes. I've yelled at him yeah. twice, okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, remember when you yelled, you have a problem. Yeah, you have a fr- freaking problem. Uh, I mean, you guys are also loyal. I got to point out my man again over here. The guy hasn't got to school all week, okay? <laughs> that's, what, that's what's impressive about our fan that base. Awesome. And that's what we like. Mac Brown always used to go like this. He'd always go, school first, football second. Yeah. Just so and you know. That's you right there, man. Uh, and if you're here and you saw our show last night where we had T.O. and Chad, uh, where we had, uh, who was our guest right in the beginning? Derwin James. Derwin James, right. Uh, that is going to be published on YouTube at 5, so that whole thing will be up there from my 50-yard throw attempt, which I got. 49. Oh, just a bit short. And we're going to boom it. Oh, great. That makes me feel so good. Oh, and, and 49 also, yards. The Jenga game with George Kittle. And You're kind of like Blake Bortles. Stop. <laughs> George Kittle and Trent Taylor. The Jenga game went 52 minutes. We added it up. The world record for the longest Jenga game is an hour and 15. So we were coming close to the longest Jenga game in the history of the world. I'm so happy we did it. That's how we know you're that dedicated because you stayed there for Jenga and he questioned your raccoon. Yes. I mean, what the hell was that? Right. But you can't say anything back. Taylor also took $20 from you, which was hilarious. He'll be back here in a little bit. So let me give you a rundown of today. We're going to place our final bets of the year on the Super Bowl. I will give you an update of where our money is and how we're standing. Uh-oh. Uh, we have a few more interviews. You're not ready for me. If you're messing with me, I'm going to be so upset. You're not ready for me, man. Julius Peppers yeah. retires after 17 seasons. Right. You played him multiple times a year when you were at the Bucks. Yeah. What was it like facing Julius Peppers? Julius Peppers is in that class of Calais Campbell, whoever it may be. Like the first thing you have to recognize is Julius Cam- I mean uh, Julius Peppers, the size of the human being. Like he is one of those guys, and he will attest to this. I played him in college when he was at North Carolina and I was at Texas, and I ran out, and I promise you. I got to like midfield because we were going to throw Pat and go, and he was right by there. And I went, holy shit. And I'm saying this to him. I go, I didn't realize you're this damn big. And, and he, he like, looked at me. He was uh, like, oh, uh, oh, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. And, I mean, so that's where it starts. He is truly a specimen of a person. But playing against him, I saw some of the freakiest things I ever saw with anybody. I saw one-handed interceptions my rookie year off of Brad Johnson, and he took it to the house. Okay, on Spider 2 wide banana. It was literally that play. Spider 2 wide banana that you always hear John Gruden talk about. The the fullback The fullback went, and he was dropping out like a zone blitz, 
And he stuck his hand out, and it stuck on there like glue, and he went to the house. But he was one of those guys, let's go, and I know you've heard me say this a million times, one of the few guys I played where when I would say set hut underneath the center, and as I would get the ball, I would always peek just a little bit just to see what kind of jump he got. Because if I felt like, oh, damn, he timed that really well, maybe around step four or five in my drop back, I was going to take one more look to go, let me see where that big MFR is just so he doesn't crush me. And that's how good he was. And not just pass rush. He played the run, too. He wasn't just into sack numbers. He yeah. did it all. He, is, he will retire the fourth most sacks in NFL history, 159 and a half. Hall of Famer, man. To put man. that into perspective, we are having J.J. Watt later in the show. For those that you've already seen, it was great. He only has 97. Right. So Julius Peppers has 159 and a half, which is incredible. Incredible. He's the only player in NFL history with 150 sacks and 10 interceptions. Man. To go to what you just said about having hands. Right. Like, we talk about guys going up and swatting it. J.J. with that basketball skill set was going up and going, alley-oop, yes. I'm taking that bad boy. Yes. I, we had a right tackle in Tampa, Kenyatta Walker. Yeah. Who had a pro- – Washington? Well, he was uh, – he went to Florida. Florida. Florida yeah. Florida. But he literally – had a jumping off sides problem when he played when we played Julius Peppers. Like when we were playing Julius Peppers that week, he was nervous as hell, and we had a stint in 2005 at a home game where he jumped off sides three plays in a row. Wow! Because he was so worried about it. And what was the stat we heard backstage? Somebody said something. To, I think Julius Peppers is the only person in the NFL history to have played in the Super Bowl and, and played in the Final Four. That was J.J. Watt. That was J.J. who said that? Yeah. Damn, I'm, I've been talking to too many a lot people. A lot of sacks. Damn. A lot of sacks. Uh, okay, I have some Super Bowl storylines for you that I think are amazing. Josh McDaniels told reporters that at Gillette Stadium – they have a float tank that allows coaches to get five hours of sleep in 40 minutes. So apparently Belichick is grinding these guys so hard because he goes, just sleep in this tank for 40 minutes, which but what would Bill Belichick do? Right. I totally get it. Do you believe? I don't believe that. Well, I don't. I don't like, why don't we all have float tanks? Well, no, I believe in the float tank. I don't believe in those numbers. Like, you're not going to tell me 40 minutes equates to five hours. Like, that's crazy. Maybe 40 minutes can equate to an hour and a half or maybe two hours. Yeah. But it's still another example of something we always say. If I look at Josh McDaniels on the game and he's like, <laughs> that float tank was not working. But this is just what Bill Belichick does. This is what Belichick – this is why New England is New England. They're on another level. And, they're all, and this is why Belichick, unlike a lot of coaches you guys have heard me complain about at times, right, whether it's like Mike McCarthy where I said he never evolved. It was always the 1988 – sorry, it's all right, relax. 1988 <laughs> – like West Coast offense, and it was like, oh, I don't know. I never was taught that. Belichick's always looking for the new. Even though he's this old curmudgeon that we think is like old school, he's much more of a player's coach. He's always looking for something cutting edge. To that, even when they added on to the side of their stadium in New England, like they made an indoor walkthrough area because he wanted the walkthroughs to be quicker and more concise. And let's fit in more to where they had digital boards. When you have a walkthrough, usually like the scout team offense, the scout team coach is like going to hold it up and be like, here's the play. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, okay. You know, I'm Antonio Brown. I'm Ben Roethlisberger. And the defense is getting ready to play Pittsburgh, right? They have digital boards on both sides that just pop up. So not everybody has to huddle up and get around the coach and look at a piece of paper or, or a note card. It just comes up. 
and they see it. And now, now he can run. Oh, now he's, I got more plays than you in the walkthrough. Now I'm only here all day. It's just New England. How much They're amazing. of that credit goes to Belichick going, this is what we need to do? And how much credit goes to Robert Kraft, the owner, going, yeah. I'm going to give my coach that? Because I think, I'm sure a lot of coaches go, we need this. And the owners go, ooh, I just paid my defensive end $40 million. Right. No, I, that's a good point by you. Oh, yeah. Uh, contact. Well, no, it's Mr. Kraft is one of the best owners in football for a reason. He's, uh, he's, he's, he trusts Bill. And he's not afraid to spend money. Right, because the owner usually would probably be an ego thing. No, don't tell me how to run my organization. Exactly right. And, hey, he's had 18 years of playoff checks coming yes. in, Mr. Kraft. And he's seen the – he's gone, well, I might have paid $40 million for that DN, but damn, 18 years of playoff checks. Gosh, I'm still in the positive by about $400 million. So, yeah, we could do it, Bill. Yeah. You know, that's really and, – and, you know, like the playoffs. You know why owners like the playoffs, right? The, the owners kill it in the playoffs. That's a huge thing for them. You don't have to write out a million-dollar check to Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs yeah, right for every game. Everybody gets the same amount of money. So for the tickets being sold, the cars parking in the parking lot, all the concessions, everybody makes an allotted amount. So like NFL players, you know, a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Brady, they're not nearly making it. It's, it's just you get a, a flat check. I think the first round of the wild card is like a $20,000 check. If you go to the divisional round, it's a $30,000 check. AFC Championship, it's 40000 And Super Bowl, I believe, like, the winner gets eighty now. Wow. And the, the loser gets, like, sixty. So. It's like yeah. nothing. So it's nothing. It. You're not cutting out to those them. checks to your star players. Yeah. It's a lot, but oh it's nothing God. to If I him. got 20000 to show, right. I'd be like, oh, wow. A drop yeah, in the exactly. bucket. All right, so. Are you guys ready for our final bet segment of the year? What's our tally, Lefko? I got it, Sims. All right. So last week, we each bet $800 on the Rams. We both cashed those tickets. Well done. Bam. Thank you, referee. Sims bet $800 on the Patriots plus three. Lefko bet bet $800 on the Chiefs minus three, which flipped the lead after I had taken it back, meaning... (laughs) Heading into the Super Bowl, Sims is winning with 3770 in the bank, and I have 3340, so I'm down 430 dollars, which means I am praying that I've picked the opposite of Sims just to have a chance. So we're we each betting 1600, and if you screwed me here, I'm very upset. So, so I. I, I Lefko and I have done a few segments together, and we've had to kind of talk about the games already. And I know Lefko. He's a trickster. If and you did this, don't say your bet yet because we have to break down the game. So I had to, you know, I just I, I had to play my cards right. So here's the deal. New England is favored by two and a half. Um, I already know what you're doing. How many years in a row have I beat you? Give me the ego. Three? Three? I think it's four. Four? I have beaten him in this four years in a row. Four years in a row, a guy that has no experience is at fantasy football, flag football, paper football against a guy that played in the league and his dad. Are you done? Shut up, loser. Sims, I'm going to give my breakdown first because I don't know what you're doing. I'm legitimately worried. I look at this game and I see that everyone keeps telling me this week that the Rams are the more talented team. 
Everything in my brain goes, why would you bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? And I'm telling you right now that if I was betting in real life, I would probably take the Patriots. But because I want to beat him and I feel like he likes to be right, I am going with the Rams just to give myself a chance. I I need to take the opposite because I believe that in Sims' mind, he wants to play the betting game but I know he wants to be right more than anything. He doesn't like cheating. He hates steroid users. I'm, I'm mixing it up, hoping that you will follow your North Star and your former employee, Bill Belichick. So I'm putting $1,600 on the Rams plus two and a half. And, what, and what's the score you're going to go with? The score I'm going to go with in this fictional scenario that I'm hoping happens <laughs> If that happens, I think the Rams are going to have to start off with an early lead. I think it's going to have to be an up and back because I, I think the Rams are going to have trouble with the Patriots' offense. I think the Rams will win this game <laughs> 31 to 28 is what uh, I'm going to go with. In this scenario. I don't see. This is what yeah, – I, I can't believe he's doing this. This is, this is such a – I want He's gone on CNN. And pick the Patriots on CNN. 28-24. Yes, but this is not CNN. This is SNL, <laughs> and there's no journalism that exists here. So screw journalism. I'm picking the Rams. All right, well, you're with me over here, and I'm hashtag facts, okay? I don't change yes. picks during the I week. I have a chance. You don't know where I'm going yet. Okay, sorry. Shut up, okay? <laughs> what do you No, got? I'm putting $1,600 on the Pats. Let's just get that out of the Are way. you? I'm picking the Pats. What are you, crazy? Yes, I am. I'm picking the Patriots. And that means that the fifth year comes down to the Super Bowl. Who wins the gambling championship? But give your actual break. I will, sure. I mean, I'm going, I'm going P- Patriots 27-23. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to make it a long spiel because some of you guys have heard everything I have to say, and I really can't talk about this game anymore. I feel like I've gone through like every matchup yeah. in the world. I've been talking about this game for 11 days straight now. But – um, I, again, I think the big Real thing. Hard life you got I there. think the big thing that bothers me is <laughs> is is the lack of depth on the Rams football team. That's my number one issue. I just know if you go Patriots offense versus Rams defense, I worry about that. The pace that we talked about. I've told you guys about the size speed team, right? The Patriots are a size team. The Rams are a speed team. The Patriots are one of those teams that when you go down the field, you just don't. You're not. You go damn. Damn, I just didn't realize Gronk was that big on film when I was watching all week and Trent Brown and everybody else, okay? I worry about that. I worry about, hey, the balance of that Patriots offense versus that Rams defense that's not very big. They get the run game going. Now they got small linebackers. They're trying to help out, fill it up in the hole. sounds like you're predicting a blowout. I'm not yet. I didn't get to one side of the ball. I'm just saying the things I worry about. But, but I worry about that, Okay. Ben, the other thing I'd worry about with the Rams, that the Rams, they're talented. Just like uh, our, big, our big man Melvin just said, it's four first-rounders on the front. And all they've been told all week, this is what scares me, oh. it's four crazy MFers. All they're being told all week is, or two weeks, you can't win unless you get to Tom Brady. And that's like what Michael Strahan was told and Justin Tuck was told, right? And Brandon Ram was told. Right, and... Those, are the, kind of, those are the kind of freaks that you got to worry about. I say freaks respectively, but you got to do that, right? That, that's the way. So that scares me. But what also scares me for the Rams, you guys saw Alvin Kamara catching all those balls last week, right? 
Damn. I mean, you guys heard of James White before, right? Yeah. What The Rams are going to have to switch some things up against the Patriots, and I'm just not sure. You heard Belichick make that comment during the week. It's Wade Phillips, 30 years of the same defense. That's impressive, but I don't know if that's impressive versus Bill Belichick when he knows, like, he's like, oh, uh, this formation, Wade's going to call this, this, this yeah. defense, and we're going to tear it apart. If I had to go to the other side real quick, uh, of course, the Rams are very talented. They can run the football. I don't know if there's that one glaring thing that the Patriots are going to sit there and go, we're going to double Woods or we're going to double Cooks. I don't think there's that thing on the Rams. The Rams are very well-rounded. And because of that, that does help out Golf and McVay and things like that. But it also could be a detriment to a degree, too, because now you don't know what's going to happen. When the Patriots played the Atlanta Falcons, we knew who they were going to double, right? He's sitting right there. Look at him, number 11. <laughs> they were, we knew they were going to double Julio, so a guy like Kyle Shanahan could go, all right, I know they're going to double him. I could play some things off him. Right now, McVay's going, uh, I don't know what exactly he, curveball he's going to throw at me. Those corners on the outside are special. I think Gilmore can give Cooks a really tough time. J.C. Jackson's very good. The Patriots do have size. I do think McVay is going to have some tricks up his sleeve just to change things up. He's a smart guy. He is going to compete with Belichick in preparation all week, and he will have some different things to throw at New England, certainly. I'm just so happy. But I just think it's still going to be the Pats. I did not want to root for the Patriots. Nothing against the Patriots. They've celebrated enough. But there is part of me, and this is my selfish nature, there is part of me that likes that the Eagles and the Giants are the only two teams that have beaten the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Right. There's something weird about that. The NFC East. Yeah, like there's something weird about that. Yeah. That division pride. Like, I don't know. But so you're Mr. Patriot. I'm going Mr. You Patriot. At, you look like a, like a thumb. And, you know. It's the revolution, I'm, New England, the Patriots. I'm the cool guy that's rooting for the Rams. Yeah, well, I know. I'm going with the, I think, it, like, one of my first thoughts that went through my head when I had to think about the game, I mean, the very base, like, just to get natural and raw, I was like, are Belichick and Brady going to lose two Super Bowls in yeah. a row? Right? That, that was I'm, the first thing, right? Like, my man here no. from New York's like, nope, negative Ghost Rider. Yeah. So oh, I don't, I don't believe I know. it either. I know. I'm just. Come on, man. It's gambling. All right, if so, you win off this crap, I'm going to be pissed off. All right, so what we're going to do, we have some more guests coming, but we have some microphones. Karen, Nicole, raise your hand if you want to ask a question. We got a few in the front. What? Did you see me yelling on the sidewalk today, talking to myself? This morning. Yeah, you. Did you see me? I saw you. You were yelling to yourself? I know. I saw you. You were walking. I was yelling because there was buses parked in the right-hand turn lane. Oh, if he's talking about traffic. And that was pissing traffic me off. Traffic the environment. I know said. I saw you today, earlier today. You right, didn't see me? Let's go front to Deion Sanders, the birthday boy. Prime time. Hey, my name's Ben, and um, I had a question for you, uh, Chris. Um, I know you worked in the Patriots building at, at one point. Um, I was listening to the Levitard show, and they were talking about uh, an Ernie Adams guy that's there. Uh, is there anything you can say that you uh, may have learned from him, like a cool tip for uh, watching video and learning offense and uh, sure. maybe something he offers to that team, you know, that's going to be an advantage for them because, you Do know, sticking Adams two geniuses yeah. in that building, that's crazy. You know? Yeah, no, I know. I mean, he's he like a self-made, <laughs> yeah, he's a self-made millionaire who's like just played the stock market. He doesn't even need to do the job. Like, that's what he is. He was my dad's first quarterback coach when he got drafted in 1979, and then he got out of football and just was like, ah, oh, I'll play with the stock market, and he 
was making millions just doing that. Um, the Patriots, I'm pretty sure, hate me because I tell all these stories and they don't like it. Like I see their coaches sometimes. They're like, hey, Chris, and they walk the other way. They don't even yeah, want to talk to me anymore. Night, they were not looking at you at all. No, they were not. And I think they're afraid to be associated with me because I think they're like, if Bill sees me talking to him, I might be in trouble. But Ernie Adams, I learned absolutely nothing from him. You know why? Because he doesn't talk to anybody. He's always on like a CIA secret mission. And you don't know what the hell he's doing. He's the only guy in the building that his office is always locked. And he like, he walks in in the morning and like unlocks it, like looks around. And it's like, and he goes in. But Ernie Adams, I used to love going into it. He's, he's kind of like socially awkward, but a cool guy. And I used to love going in there when he, I knew he was doing a special project. He had a TV screen like right here and folders everywhere, right? And I'd walk in and I'd be like, Hey, Ernie, how you doing, man? He'd be like, oh, oh. hey, hey, Chris, hey, hey, how you doing? And it was always just like that. Like, he was hiding, like, his special project. I wasn't allowed to see it, and that's what he does. He's Bill's right-handed man. He thinks Do you of, have any idea what any of the special projects were? I have no idea. But they have people, <laughs> they have people doing special projects sidelines. everywhere. That's just like, like I told you with the J.J. Watt thing earlier how I had to go break all these plays down to make sure J.J. was on one side of the formation right. because he was batting so many balls. Bill was saying, let's get him on one side and then have the passing concepts on the other side, and that's just next level. Bill, if he was, like I said, if he was on Wall Street, he'd be the wolf of Wall Street. He, he's the man. He's just so smart, it's scary. All right, raise your hand if you've got a question. Nicole or Karen will help find you. We've got a few over here. Karen's on her way. Hi, I'm Marcus, and you were talking about earlier about Cousins already, and I was wondering, do you think Minnesota regrets the decision not mm. to keep Keenum or any of the other two? I, I don't think so. I, I think they regret hiring John Filippo. I think exactly right, Lefko. I think that's where it kind of goes wrong there. You know, that, uh, again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Kirk Cousins is the top 10 quarterback in football or anything like that, but I hate when people just rag him. Like, oh, he's the worst, and he's not paying. You know, we paid him all this money, and he should be carrying the team. You know, hey, he played the game of the business of the NFL. He maximized his money, and I understand that he's got to deliver, right? I get that, but at the same time, I don't care who you are. You, you need help, right? And he went into a place where... The offensive coordinator stunk. I mean, stunk. There's no other way. That's why they fired him in week 13, right? They had offensive line issues, and all of that just was a problem for him. I, he still can lead their team to a Super Bowl. But to me, that's like, that's like going Matty Ice or Matt Ryan. Oh, how come he couldn't carry the team, the Falcons, to the Super Bowl or to the playoffs this year? Why? Because they had like 40 injuries, and it's just not that easy. Right. Yeah. Yes. What's up, bro? What's up, man? It's Michael again. Um, so I had a quick question for you guys. So you played on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right after they won the Super Bowl. Um, I've noticed a lot of those defenses, the Jacksonvilles, the you know Bears from a couple years ago, um, the Texans, some of those Broncos, they don't have the staying power of some of the offenses that maybe the Packers do or the you know Patriots do. Is there something to that? Why is it that defensive-oriented teams all of a sudden – you know, fall off after a year or two. They only have a shorter window than those longer Seattle. Right. Than, a, than those offensive teams who seem to have staying power longer and longer. <laughs> right. Oh. Oh. Wow. 
Uh, well, this is interesting. Well, I'm going to answer you in yes. a second. A I random fan has just arrived. Jamal hey. Adams? How y'all doing, man? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I seen, you know, you guys' this little sign out there, man. It's really cute. And I want to stop by and say what's up to my guys, man. How you doing, hey, man? man? It's good, good to see I'm you. Good. I'm good. Yeah. You're the man. Wow. This is Jamal Adams, Jets, number 33. <laughs> I mean, the best safety in football. The best safety in football right now. Good. Hey, good thanks for saying hi, man. You good? But I thought he was going to ask a question. You have a question? Yeah. All right, Damn. man. Yeah, I this appreciate Jamal, you saying hi. The legend. Like, seriously. No, you didn't interrupt. You are welcome anytime. Damn, look at how cool you are with those pants and those sweater, too. Oh. You can't hide money. Wow. Can't hide money. That's awesome. He is the man. Oh, I feel good. <laughs> All right, can I take a stab at that one? Yes, go ahead. I think that... Um, I've, I, what's incredible to me is, do you ever hear someone say, we need to hire that young defensive mastermind? I never hear that. I hear, let's hire the young offensive mastermind, but all the best defensive coordinators in the NFL are old. Like, they're all these older coaches. And I think sometimes, and this is another guess, defensive players kind of hit themselves out a little bit. Sure. And I also think that athleticism in the NFL the X's and O's are more important than the Jimmy's and the Joe's. That's why the Patriots keep going. That's why the Patriots probably thought I could throw the ball 50 yards and the Rams didn't. Because they're going, oh, a medium athlete white guy? He'll figure out a way to get it done. Because they have good coaching and they thought that I could get it too. But I, I just think that, I don't know, I want to hear your take, but that's kind of where I'm going. No, I, I don't think that you're not totally wrong with that take. I mean, there's definitely some truth there. I think the first thing is why the offenses stay on the power. The rules right now are made for the yeah. offenses. So you can manage the game better on the offensive side of the ball. Think about some of the teams you talked about, right? The Jags, the Broncos. Man, um, yeah, the Texans. Kind of some crappy offenses through there. Yours wasn't that bad. But the Jags, okay. The Denver Broncos that year, again, I know it was Peyton Manning. We forgot that Peyton Manning was the worst-rated quarterback in football that year. It wasn't the Peyton Manning we thought. So it's so hard to replicate our 11 defensive guys are just going to go out there and dominate the game every game and just sacks and interceptions. And, you know, you need some help a little bit from the offense at times. You can't always expect it. Those were just special runs, I think, the teams you're talking about. The Seahawks did a lot of it, but and they almost won back-to-back. I know, you know, we say it wasn't staying power, but it was staying power. They were in the playoffs for, what, six years in a row, seven years in a row? We're in two Super Bowls. We're a foot away and a dumb call away from winning two, two in a row. But, you know, it's just hard to play that style of game. The Seahawks had just enough offense, right, because they had Marshawn. Yeah. It wasn't a complicated system, but they were like, we'll run Marshawn, and Russell will dance around and make a play, and that'll be enough offense for our defense to carry them. So I guess that would be my answer My to that. big question is, why are all the greatest defenses in NFL history paired with some of the worst offenses? Right. Why is it the 2000 Ravens offense with that team? Well, the they're 85... paying a lot of money for those guys, mm. right? So you can only spend your money in so many places, and that's where New England, again, is brilliant. Nobody, There's no area in New England you go, wow, they're paying a lot of money to that unit, right? Everything's evenly spread. My Bucks team, all it was Sap, Simeon Rice, uh, Derek Brooks. Booger McFarland. Underrated defense. Rondé Barber. The greatest show on turf. Right. They had the number one ranked defense that year, That year too. they did, exactly. But no one remembers that because it was only right. the offense. But Are we yeah. going here? Are we going here? Okay, we're going Saints fan. 
So there's a storyline I don't think anyone's talked about this year. How much different would the NFL be if the Saints signed Adamic and Sue instead of the Rams? Mm. Okay. Sheldon Rankins and Dominican Sue, Cam Jordan. Hey, I don't think it will be a whole lot different. I don't. Your defense was pretty damn good. But who would have who would have been in the Super Bowl right now? Yeah, uh, it might have gave you enough to get over the edge there. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say that either way, but. I mean, I get your point. And what you've seen here is like, hey, people weren't happy with Ndamukong all year. Everybody was like, oh, he kind of yeah. hasn't had a great year. But, but what you saw games. when the time was to turn it on, veteran players, they can turn it up a notch in the playoffs. And you become more focused and you realize everything's under a microscope and you're the only game all, you know, all, or there's only one game a day or two games a day. I don't think it would be a big difference. And I think you should be happy you didn't do that because – yeah, he might not. He might, but Payton could also bring in renegades and do that type of stuff and make them mold. But you got a really good defensive line. You guys will be right back in the mix of things next year. Don't break your arm again over it, okay? Yeah. You'll be good. <laughs> All right, look, where are we going? Right over here? Oh, my man. Hey, how y'all doing, guys? What's um, up, man? John Rush and Really Real Show. But I want to ask you, do you think Bill Belichick really has something to prove uh, winning when Tom Brady finally retires? Do you? Do I think that he has something to prove? Like in yes. his mind? Yes. I think it. I think it fuels him. I think it does too. Yeah. Because I think Bills going. No one. No one says Chuck Knoll and Terry Bradshaw. They just say Chuck Knoll. You know. No, no one knows who Vince Lombardi's quarterback was back then. It was Vince Lombardi. And Bart Starr. I, I just think though, like. No, I know, oh, I know. but, but it's, saying, Vince, it's the Lombardi Trophy. It's not right. the Lombardi and Bart. Yeah. But this Patriots era is so Brady-centric. That's the thing that's so wild to me. And what's crazy to both of us is the first eight years of Brady's career, it was the defense that won all those championships, but we, it's revisionist history giving Brady so much credit for those Super Bowls because he did have that one drive in the Rams that was great, but the defense with all the guys they had, I think it 100% motivates him. I also think, though, that he's a lot like Bill Walsh where he thought that Brady was coming to an end and he saw Jimmy G and he went, I'm going to get out two or three years early to make the switch so that I'm not, you know, left there with nothing two to three years. But I think it totally motivates him. I'm with you, Lefko. I do. I I mean, you know, Belichick is definitely the greatest coach of all time. I think he's the greatest coach in any aspect of any sport all time. I don't think it's really even debatable at this point. In a league where we've tried to make everything even, it's never even. They're always in the final four, the final two, the final one, whatever it may be. You know, um, and it, you know, when I have these kind of conversations, I always have like some of my Boston friends who always bust on me and they're like, you're such a hater on Brady. And it's not about that. But at the same time, they went 11 and five with Matt Castle. They're 14 and six without Tom Brady. He got suspended for Deflategate, right? They went three and one. And one of those games, they won with the third string quarterback. And, so, and Jacoby Brissett could barely throw Yeah, at then. that point. So like, again... I do think he wants to show people it's more than that. But we live in this era right now where everything is about the quarterback. It's everything. It's all I ever hear is quarterback, 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 quarterback. And I want to go, yeah, quarterback is awesome. I know that. I mean, I was a quarterback, and I'm all for that. But it's still the ultimate team sport. And you've got to have a support system, like we were talking about with Matty Ryan and all that. Matt Ryan's the man. But, damn, when you lose your four best defensive players and – you got a few guys Seven banged up, linemen. and Devontae Freeman's knocked out. I just There's just not many people in the history of the sport that can overcome that. And uh, 
But to your point, I'm saying yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get one more. I have no idea. Oh, oh Matty Ice. Uh, there you go. You stole my thunder, unfortunately. So uh, with all the losses that we did have with uh, – personnel that went down this year. Talk about next year for the Falcons. I mean, we have Maddie. We have some good running backs. Obviously, defense is pretty – come strong. Come back yeah. this year. Talk to me about what you guys think. I'd love to hear your, your mindset about You're over the moon about Dirk Cutter. Yes, I think I moving on from Steve Sarkeesian was the first thing because I really look at all the stories that I read when he first got there, and he tried to keep Kyle Shanahan's offense – what great coaches run another coach's offense when they start off? That means that you're kind of nervous and you don't know what's going on. I hope Devontae's healthy because the concussions are scaring me a little bit. I had the Falcons win in the South this year. I had the Saints getting the wild card, and then you had the opposite. I had the that. opposite, right. He had the Falcons making the playoffs too. Right. But I think the core of your defense is what's so exciting because it's speed. I will say this. You need Grady Jarrett to come back. Because I think he's so underrated in terms of defensive linemen in the Definitely. league. And Keanu Neal and Deion Jones and all those guys are so – they can do that because of Grady. I will also say that I think your corners are a little overrated. I think that Trufon and Alford, I think because they got big contracts that they, you look yeah, at Madden just gonna, and their good, Madden right? ratings are good, right. <laughs> but they've been playing this cover three press bail, and I haven't seen either of them make a play on the ball for a few years. So I think that you have speed. Um, I, I like Dan Quinn a lot. I don't think there's anything about him that, like, takes it off. I just want him being more involved in the defense and maybe mixing it up. And you love Dirk Cutter. I love Dirk Cutter. To left go, what he's saying with Dan and Quinn. And if you lose Tevin Coleman, like, that's going to suck, too, because Tevin is, is special, man. Yeah. Um, you're, you guys aren't going anywhere. No. You're going to be, you know, the Dirk Cutter thing I do like. It's going to be a, a step up. I'm not going to say it's going to be Kyle Shanahan, but it's going to be really good, right? I do. I think his scheme fits what you guys are capable of doing. Dan Quinn taking over the defense. This, I, Lefko's heard me rant about this for a number of years. This is some reason a defensive coach thing where I got the head job because I was an off, a great defensive coordinator, and now I'm going to become the head coach and stop being the defensive coordinator. They, they do it all the time. And I'm going to go, wait, you got this freaking job because of what you do on defense, but you're going to pass it off. Like Sean McVay didn't get there because he was an offensive coordinator. They go, well, I call great plays, but here you go, Lefko, you call it. No. he now, was like, I would have called some great plays. So, so to that point, I think with your team healthy, you are going to be back. The one thing you guys need a little bit is just depth, like you saw this year. You know, again, three or four injuries just changed your team. Yeah. And uh, the, 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 I think you have the opportunity to do that this year. Get Grady signed, and then you can build some backups behind it. Yeah, the issue, I think, with your guys' depth right now is you guys have some good drafts. But I never see the Falcons play the, the lower-tier free agency market. I never see them pick up special teamers. I never see them pick up extra linebackers. Every year they go into the season, they go, this is who we got. And when I look at the Patriots, the, the teams that are top in the league at free agent movements are always the teams that are up there because they're going, our third-string linebackers maybe not that good. Even though we, we draft them in the fourth round, maybe we should get another one. The Falcons don't do that. And I think that Dimitrov has to kind of try that out a little bit. We're about to have a really good friend, Trent Taylor, join us. Can I get a round of applause, please, for Trent Taylor, the San Francisco 49ers? So I'm going to be honest with you guys. I DM'd Trent a few weeks ago, and I said, man, you're going to be in, in Super Bowl. 
And he said, no, I'm not. I said, listen, man, we'll, we'll really, you know, if you want to come out, man, we'll bring you out. You're my boy. And he goes, no, I'm not going to make it. And he lied to me. Lied and he surprised me. And I had no idea you were coming. And I hear you were very proud of your lie. Oh, yeah, very, very proud. You know, once you bring the family into it, that kind of makes it. Yeah, oh, I'm going to spend time like, in Nashville. Like, you with feel the bad for me? Like, oh, yeah, man, just spend time with your family. Go do that. Yeah. Hey, this dude has no clue. Are you okay? Are you good? Am I good? Yeah, you good? Yeah. Because we whooped that ass in Jenga last night. Whooped that ass. Man. Yes. It's Woo. really one to one, though, so, like, we need another match. Good as your last game. This was the Super Bowl. You lost. Yeah. Damn. Woo. Uh, how was the year, just overall? The year was rough. It was a rough one for me. For yeah, sure. go through I, uh, it. I uh, kind of had I had back surgery um, like right before the season started. Right. So um, jump right into the season like once I get healthy, and uh, just like it was just going slow all year for me. It was uh, rough to see, and um, just considering last year, me and George had the same amount of receptions. So we were like battling, like talking trash all year. Who's gonna get the most next season? Yeah. And uh, I think he beat me by a little bit. Just, Just a, little. a little. Yeah, he beat me by a little bit. So. All right, so you are, you're really good friends with George Kittle. Yeah. Uh, you saw it last night. What is it like f- to see your boy break the all-time tight end receiving yards record? That's got to feel good, though. I was jealous as hell. Were you? <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Nah, that was really cool, though. Um, just, like, to see the way that he completely blew up all season. Like, he would have a couple good games, and then, like, as the season went on, it would just get better and better for yeah. him, like, it was pretty impressive to see, and, like, with his yards after the catch, he broke that record, too. Um, like, it was unreal. Like, you take a little dump pass and take it for 60 yards. Like, bro, you're a tight end. You're not supposed to be doing that. It was Come unbelievable. On. Yeah, it was, it was unreal. It was cool to see. Do, do you think Kyle was specifically drawing up plays to create that? Like, we saw the, the George fall down and keep running stuff. That was dope. Oh, that was awesome. That was dope. Yeah, uh, yeah that Rams game, for sure. Like, that's all... That's all, like, everybody was thinking about because, like, once it got to, like, the fourth quarter, it's like, all right, Shanahan already screwed George on one uh, record this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, Can't let right. it happen twice. That's right. Awesome. Uh, I mean, you see this guy here, right? I know, like, the, like these dudes right here, and I know they don't look like you're not like, well, he, he looks like normal Joe. Like, he's not the biggest guy in the world, right? And I'm not even trying to be funny. But these guys, when you get them in an athletic sport or anything – Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, what I call white boy supremes, right? Right? You guys know that from the podcast, right? They are so freaking quick. It is unbelievable. Like, that's what's amazing. So I want to go back to your back injury because I know what it's like with, like, trying to restart yourself. Yeah. Where, like, what, what kind of surgery? Explain it. And then, like, explain how you felt as you were trying to come back. It was, uh, I had, like, a pinched nerve in my low back. So they had to go in there and just kind of clean it up a little bit. It wasn't like, like when you say back surgery, it sounds like a huge deal, but like it, it is a like, huge deal. It, I mean, it is, yeah, for sure. But right. but yeah, it sounds like you're on a table and like yeah, it wasn't like that. Yeah. It was just like a little cut. They just like shaved it down a little bit so uh, to unpinch the nerve. But uh, like coming back from that, like you were saying, like that's my game is like my quickness, like how quick my feet are and everything. So. Like, trying to build myself back from that was, like, it was not easy. It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm. Um, I've never had, like, a huge, like, injury like that before. So, like, I just thought I was going to go back on the field and be right back to normal. But 
Um, it was a it was a lot longer process than I wanted it to be. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was just a rough season, but you know, as the season went on, I just like kept kept going at it, kept working harder and harder, and uh, that's why I'm really looking forward to this off season right now because how hard are you gonna go? Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be real. I'm I'm sick of being here right now. It's it's time to get back to work, honestly. Yeah. Where are you gonna be? I'm gonna be out in San Jose. Oh man. Yeah. Stay out there. Keep the grind going. Okay. I, I was fascinated, and we, we both looked like idiots when Nick Mullins' first game, we were like, oh, what was your line about Nick Mullins? I said, well, I was like, I'm not going to learn his name until he like, plays, plays a little bit or something like that. Yeah. And he went out there and balled out. And Dude I'm curious, what, what was it like with the team and everything? The team went absolutely nuts after that first game that he, uh, that he got the win for us. Um, he's a, just from Alabama, so he was like one of the last guys to walk into the locker room. We got Sweet Home Alabama playing on the speakers, and he comes in, and everybody's just like, Nick Mullen. <laughs> it was like the sickest thing ever. Like, it was sick. But, uh, like, he deserves it all, though. He's like one of the most humble dudes you'll ever meet. Yeah. And uh, just whenever you see somebody like that have success, like, everybody, like, cheers him on and like everybody wants that for him and everybody's like so happy to see that because it, it was deflating when jimmy went down yeah you know what i mean like even the niner even the chiefs game when it happened you guys were still putting up points on the chiefs like it yeah. was still like an up and back battle how how is he doing is he doing okay uh yeah i heard he's doing great right now he's out in uh california training at the facility uh so hopefully we can get some work in when i get back but, uh, yeah, I heard he's doing good. He's out throwing the ball with uh, Jet. So uh, those are the two guys right there. We need them. Yeah. Uh, two, two, two ball players right there. How much shit did you guys give him for the porn star date? Oh, it was nonstop all season. Yeah, like what were you guys – like what do you say to someone that does that? Uh, like little jokes here and there. Like um, we had like a team party. And everybody's like, okay, like, bring your wives. Like, it's a, like, just for us, like, no yeah. outsiders. Jimmy, make sure you don't bring the porn star here. <laughs> uh, just, like, little shots like that. It was nonstop. Were you guys, did you see it? Because that story blew up, man. Oh, completely blew up. So were you and George like, bro, what is going on right now? <laughs> like, I, could, I was just, like, dying laughing when I saw it, honestly. And, like, whenever you mention it to Jimmy, he's just like, the coolest dude ever he about doesn't it. care yeah he doesn't care yeah is he really the coolest dude ever oh about? yeah he's awesome he's jimmy gq jimmy gq like yeah that defines him damn how about um your coach you know i know you know i know name? your coach kyle shanahan kyle shanahan, shanahan is the greatest, greatest coach we've ever seen no that's not how it goes kyle greatest shanahan is our favorite coach. coach in the nfl what the hell stop the tequilas with him he's Jeez. done he got a tequila the, the, the aaron Rodgers. Right, that's Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rogers, greatest quarterback we've, we've ever seen. seen. Right. Kyle Shanahan's uh, right. our favorite coach in the NFL. Yes, thank you. You got it right. All right, but no, with him, you know, of course, he was an ex receiver. So he kind of sees yeah. the game through your lens. Ex receiver? He was yeah. a receiver. He's not an athlete. He's not an athlete? He's not an athlete. <laughs> he played awesome. in Texas. I'm just kidding. No, that's great. I'm glad you're saying that about it. You'll probably be cut tomorrow, but okay. <laughs> Uh, either way, though, no, like it, it is interesting because it's rare that you know. And McVeigh was this way too, but they see the game through the wide receiver's lens. Really, yeah. what does he do? What does he talk to you guys about? What kind of videos does he show you guys? 
Are you trying to hint at something? No, well, I always notice he likes to break out videos no, of himself just, sometimes. Has he broke He hasn't yeah. broke those out. I haven't seen those. No? But I think he knows we'd all laugh at him. We'd all laugh at him? Yeah. <laughs> all right, but go on with the rest of the, the, rest of the question just about what him talking to receivers and, and how he talks about the offense and just like your impressions of him as an OC and, and a play designer. Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty impressive to watch. Um, like whenever he starts talking to the receivers, breaking down film with us, um, he'll just like pull up film from old clips from the 90s and right. like, from like way back when of like of them running the same routes for 20 years and there's like he'll show us like a million different ways to run the route just like depending on what kind of what kind of guy you are like a fast guy a, like a big bodied guy like he shows all the examples and just like shows us all these different ways to run it and uh, he just kind of like lets us create it just like within ourselves, like how, like we just kind of look at the blueprint of it and then just take it, take it from there. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is Kyle Shanahan, does he play Lil Wayne in the locker room at all? Uh, when, whenever he came out with that new album this year, when Lil Wayne came out with the yeah. album, that's all we listened to at practice for the next couple of weeks. And do you look over and he's mouthing it? Like, is he really into it? I honestly didn't see him. I don't know. But he was, I mean, I'm sure he was. That's, that's all you ever hear about. Have you ever had a coach like him before? In terms of what? I just feel like there is this new generation of coaches entering the NFL. The Sean McVeighs, the Kyle yeah. Shanahan's, like all these young guys. And I hear people like us go, they must be able to relate to the players so well. Is that true? Like, does it make it easier, the fact that he's closer to your guys' age? Yeah, I like that a lot, honestly, and I think I think most of the guys on the team do as well, um, because, I mean, just whenever you want to, whenever you talk to your head coach, like you want to be able to like be level with him and you know not feel like he's like way above everybody and judging you. Um, yeah, I right. think that's the kind of guy that Kyle is. He's just like the most down to earth guy that you can that you'll ever meet, and um, I think that's real good for a team because um, he's just like straight up with everybody, no matter what yeah. situation it is. And uh, I think that's just really good for a team to know that you have a coach that will be straight up with you about anything. And uh, just building that trust with him and everybody on the team, I think that's a big deal. All right. Sims or Lefko? <laughs> Lefko. Thank you, Trevor. Lefko Taylor. kicked it with us last night, man. I did. I did. Tequila sodas. Lefko worked. And he like... had to get up early, too. No, I he did. didn't. Yeah, you did. No, yeah, he did. didn't. Thanks, I did. <laughs> Thanks, Trent. Um, wait, I want to ask. Sorry. Yo, no, ask yeah, yeah. Wants, so, I mean, he's best. like he's he's on vacation until three thirty every day. It's great. Uh, I, I don't think I got out of bed until one. Damn, you guys really went at it, huh? We uh, you wow. Ludicrous. Just when you have the ability to stay in bed till one, like yeah, you know, I know. I hear you. I yeah. hear you. All right. So I know you're a student in the game and all that. Like you've been. I, I know it's only been two years in the NFL. Uh, I always like to ask everybody this. Just like. Who's the best receiver you've seen in person where you're just like, holy crap, he's amazing. And then the same thing for corner. I don't even know. Yeah, I know you didn't maybe even play against everybody, but whether it was film or just seeing them from the sidelines, whatever it may be. The first name that comes to my mind is uh, Pierre. Pierre Garçon. Oh, you're really? such a kiss nah, ass. Nah, like that, I think oh, he, the guy on my team that's in year nah, 12. That dude, I remember just all last year watching him make plays and practice in the games. And, like, I remember just, like, me, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Vic, we were, like, we were just all rookies out there. Like, this dude is, like, for real. Like, don't ever cross him. Well, he will beat your butt. Oh, he'll that. my ass. Yeah. Like, he's a scary dude. Like, yes. Right. We had the uh, 
the joint practice with the Broncos, and he he went in on some people. Really? Yeah. He, yeah. You you don't want to mess with Pete. No, I know. I know. I've I've heard about that. All right. Yeah. So wait, you're gonna pick a 49er DB to tell me he's the best corner too? No. All DBs suck. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're such that's, a, that's another lesson from Pierre Garçon. That's another All lesson from him? All DBs suck. Man. <laughs> Who was the Niners' biggest rival? Who do you hate more, the Rams or the Seahawks? Because the know, Cardinals. That's, that's a hard one. I know. The Cardinals aren't in that. Nah, nah, there's no beef really with the Cardinals. No. I mean, there's beef with everybody in your division, but um, I think... I really don't want the Rams to win on Sunday. Yeah. So. Really? Yeah. I get it. I'd rather them not win. Yeah, because really? you're going to have to hear about it. They're in your state. Yeah. It's just going to be constant. Yeah, I don't want to hear that crap. Yeah, I Plus, hear Plus, I can kind of see future Patriots wide receiver Trent Taylor. You know what I mean? You fit their mold. I mean, Small I, and you're white. It's yeah. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady knows how to use those guys. Oh, it's so, perfect. You know, it's perfect. You're in a great Tom offense where you are because yeah. your guy you got knows how to use the, uh, that slot receiver too. Yeah, Jimmy G, he's like, I believe I'm in like one of the best situations possible right now because um, like whenever you're worried about like having a quarterback or anything like that, like not having trust, not being able to build trust with a quarterback, I think that's a big deal. Mm. And um, I think Jimmy G is really good with that. Like he, he's a dude that's always working hard, like always talking to the receivers, um, always communicating, and that's the kind of guy you want on your team. So this man, Louisiana Tech, comes out dicing it up, owning the slot. I'm sorry about your back, but I, I know that you're going to come back next season and absolutely blow the doors off. Trent Taylor, can we get a round of applause? I know it too. I still can't believe that Pierre Garçon. I mean, he played against the Chiefs and the Giants this year. He's going to go with Pierre Garçon. Yeah, Holy. big Tyree kill. Uh, coming <laughs> right. up next. J.J. Watt. So the guy we have is an absolute legend. He's one of the greatest pass rushers of all time. Not only that, what he has done for humanity makes me look more and more like a degenerate every day. Can I get a round of applause for J.J. Watt, please? Oh, thank you. J.J. Watt, he is brought to us from our good friends at Gatorade who have blessed us today. Man. Uh, if I curse, do I have to give you an earmuffs? Or That's all right. Handle that. That's all right. Let you it can fly, handle that. Let Do it you fly. not curse ever? I don't know where you heard that. Okay. Ever? Okay, <laughs> good. Because I just never heard it come out of your mouth. Even like NFL films, I don't think I've heard it come out. Oh, it has come out. But you're allowed to say say shit. <laughs> shit. This is good shit. This. Ah! Yes. Oh my gosh. Woo! Because. JJ, I have fallen <laughs> victim to this. Other people have too, where we say, oh, it's, he's corny, all that. I have said it. I'm saying it to your face because I'm hey. a man. I apologize. But I also want to say. He did say it. We could kick his ass. You're a bad yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Thank and I'm you. saying that one was really bad. Thank I you. apologize. It's all right. But, like, when you're out there, man, it, it's been unbelievable. And to see you get back this year after what you battled, 16 sacks, most four fumbles you've ever had, how good did it feel to be back out again? Oh, it felt really good. Oh. Obviously, it felt incredible. It was such a long journey. Uh, two years, tons of ups and downs. I mean, more more downs than I ever want to have in a career. Um, but I had a ton of great people to help me. I mean, I just had so many great people to help pick me up on my down days. And then uh, just getting back out there with my teammates, getting back out there in the locker room, getting back out there on the field, and being able to prove that I, the player that I am. Because, you know, you, you're out of the game for two years. People have a tendency. It's a, what have you done for me lately? Right. People forget. Um, so it was really nice for me to be able to go out there and put up uh, 
a good season again. Were Were you ever in fear that you might not be like I? You know, the leg injury was bad, but right. then back like that's something I was like, oh, back for JJ Watt. Right. I mean, that's such a big right. spot for you to get down to the three point stance. Did you ever fear you weren't going to be the same guy again? Uh, I don't know about fear, but it, I definitely thought about it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had those thoughts. I mean, you're laying there on the couch and you can't walk, you can't move, you have a big brace on your leg, you're right. going through back injuries, and you, you go through every thought. You go through, okay, I'm going to come back from this, and people are going to say, how the hell did he come back from mm. that? Or you're going to say, I'm going to be done, and people are going to remember me for a back injury and a leg injury. You right. Know? Um, but you work through that early on. You go through all those emotions, you work through them, you kind of get them out of your system, and then there comes a point where you say, okay, Let's do this. Let it like, go. Let, yeah, just let me do this. Let's right. work it through it. I'm going to be positive. And, you know, it really is crazy. And it, staying positive and staying optimistic literally can change everything. Because yeah. you, could, you could go down a rabbit hole of yeah. negative thoughts and it's over. I mean, right. So just my girlfriend was a huge, huge help with that. Happy she birthday really, to her, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, look at this yeah, teacher's yeah. pet look over here. She gave me the info. She's been <laughs> yeah. my she is, this yes, entire this time. This is, I'm telling you, that's yeah. your girl Birthday's right there. Birthday's in December. I yeah. learned that. That's great. <laughs> uh, but she just, uh, she had just come off an ACL when I broke my leg. Oh, wow. She was actually in the back half of her rehab, and she was still rehabbing herself and having to help me make food because I couldn't walk. I was on crutches. And so um, her positivity and her helping to instill that confidence back in me was huge. You come back, season starts off 0-2, win, 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 win. With Deshaun and the offense clicking when Will Fuller was healthy, huge Devion, that defense. How was this season? Because that wild ride in the middle there was pretty awesome. It was awesome. I mean, the 0-3 start obviously hurt. I mean, it, that's not how anybody anticipates it going. Um, but when we look around that locker room, we know the type of guys we had, and we knew we were much better than 0-3. Um, so we just said we have to win one. We have to find a way. And, I mean, the first one we won was pretty unconventional in itself. I mean, yeah. it was overtime against the Colts, and fourth and four, they went for it, all the weird stuff. Um, but then we found a way. You know, we just needed that little taste, and then you just go Get on a row nine in a row. I have another qu- Everyone talks about DeAndre, who's a baller, but how he didn't have a quarterback all those years, and he still put up those numbers. Right. For all those years, your defense was carrying along the way. Is it, everyone talks about the relief for offensive players. It had to be a relief for you guys to see Deshaun be what he is. Yeah, I mean, you go through, obviously, so many quarterbacks in however many years, and um, – it is nice to come into a season and no one who QB1 is. No one who is the guy, no one you have in a whole offseason. He's studying the plays with the coaches. He's working with the offense. You're not coming in saying, we don't even know who the guy's going to be. Yeah. Um, so just to have that stability and to have a guy who you know can go out there and be successful, it's huge. Mm. All right. I mean, you're a freak of nature. You're yes. going to the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying that there. It's happening. Climb it up. Definitely. He's going. Just you're give one. him the jacket already. Let's go. You're, you're, you're truly one of First of all, this stuff, that, like, what position are you? Do you think you're a D-end or a D-tackle? What are you really, like? Yeah, I'm a combination. You are. I, I would call myself a D-end. Yeah. Um, but I am definitely a combination, and I like, I like certain spots on certain things. Like, when I'm wearing a base personnel package, I like being down further in because you can do some stuff in the running game, and when you're in passing situations, I like getting out on the edge. But now in today's game, I mean, teams are they're moving everybody. In the, yeah, every, yeah. yeah, you're trying to find matchups because they're going to put two or three guys in you no matter where you go. Do you know when I worked in New England – I had to do extra work for you because of you. I was like quality control on the oh, offensive no. side. He'd be up in a closet oh, no. studying. But film. I had to do it. But they were. This is how good JJ Watt was. That they literally 
They were afraid of you batting balls down. I remember that. So they were going to make the formation so J.J. wouldn't be in the same area Tom was going to throw it. <laughs> and I had to break down formations and just this long J.J. Watt tape. Oh. But that's how awesome you are. I hope you know that. I appreciate that. You're freaking that. nature. I'm sorry you had to watch so much of me. I don't like watching my, that much of myself. No. I can only imagine. It was kind of fun. But as the freaking nature you are, how about the other guy? Clowny uh, on your defense. Yeah. Like, it's got to be one of the first times ever <laughs> you were on a defense where, like, you were like, man, I might not be the freakiest guy out here. <laughs> I'm pretty, it's pretty crazy for me now that you say that. Uh, my first year in the league, I had Mario Williams over there. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. And I've had guys that just crush weight room, crush the combine. I mean, just absolute freaks. Right. Um, so, yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of used to not being the freakiest freak out there. So. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's cool. I mean, it's cool. We have guys all over that defense. You know, Ty Matthew on the back. We have right. Jonathan Joseph, Kareem Jackson. We have Whitney. Ben Ardrick, Whitney. Yeah. So we have guys all over. And uh, it's a lot of fun when you get to play in a defense like that where you never know where the next play is going to come right. from. Right. Speaking of freaks, Julius Peppers oh. calling it quits today. I saw you had that message. Absolute freak. D- did you watch him growing up? I watched him, of course. I mean, I watched him. I mean, he was crazy. I mean, everybody loves to make a big deal out of the basketball player thing. But, I mean... That is crazy. I saw the stat today. He's the only player ever to be in a Final Four and a Super Bowl. I wow. mean, how cool is that? that like, is the guy, and to do it for 17 years, I mean, it's unbelievable what he's able to do. And I think the way that he did it and the type of pro that he was, um, I have so much respect for him. And it's so cool to be able to honor a legend as he walks away. What's your, what was your welcome to the NFL moment looking back? My very first training, I mean, my very first training camp, I wanted to, like, impress everybody. I mean, so the very first day of practice in Houston, I'm from Wisconsin. So, like, 85 degrees oh. in Wisconsin, you freak out, you know? <laughs> I know. I went, I'm from the yeah. Northeast, and I yeah. went to Texas, and yeah. I was like, what is this? Freak. So, yeah. the first day of practice, I'm out there, and I'm sprinting from drill to drill. I'm like, it's, it's, everybody, it's the cool thing to do. You sprint <laughs> from drill to drill. The coaches will think you're a hard worker. Yeah. <laughs> All the vets are laughing at me, and I'm like, what are these guys laughing at? Literally 20 minutes into practice gassed on the ground gatorade towel over my back like wet drenched and everybody's just laughing at me and i was like oh so you're supposed to like yeah, pace yourself in the NFL. <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty crazy and then i got my first lucky enough to get my first nfl sack on drew Brees. so that was that wow was pretty cool that's guy pretty to have awesome. my very first did one. you say anything in the superdome no I didn't. I Sorry, Mr. Breeze. I couldn't tell you that. what happened. I was so excited. Blacked I blacked out. I looked over at the sideline, did some stupid celebration with my teammates, and I uh, was just so excited. Do you have a guy you haven't gotten yet? I think about the Billy Madison where he's got, like, the lipstick. He's like, thank right. God I called that guy. I don't think I've gotten Tom in the regular season. I got him in the postseason uh, my first or second year in the league. I don't think I've gotten him in the regular season. So he's, he's up there on the list. Yeah. Growing up. Like who was your who was the guy you like was the legend to you? Like, Reggie White. Who, it was Reggie. Yeah, it was okay. Reggie. I mean, I grew up in Wisconsin. And he's the Eagles fan. I knew. Oh, I, I think I knew that's why I was asking defense, for you. Man. It's crazy. But I watch his videos and it's insane. There, there really aren't even moves. It's like I bash this guy yeah. six yards. I lift this guy off the field. It's insanity. And so like every so like this season like. Um, I'll do something, and the PR staff will come to me, and they'll be like, "You just did this, and you were only the second player to ever do it." And every time I say, "Don't even," you don't even need to say it. Yeah. I know, I know who it is. Yeah, wow. Reggie, right. Every single time it's right. Reggie. And when you sit down and you really look at his stats, he was insane. Yes, yes. Like, I think the guy had 21 sacks in a 12-game season. He did. He's, I mean, his most sacks were against my dad. It's his insane. whole career. He's, nobody he sacked more was really? my father. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the, the dead weight rule? I need to find that guy. Is, <laughs> like, yeah. is, is because he smushed my father into the ground wow. so many times. That's how amazing <laughs> That's he was. Insane. He was incredible. I mean, he's, he's, 
I grew up in Wisconsin watching him. He's a legend. Um, I know many people remember him as an Eagles player, and I can only see him in a Packers. I get it. I get it. I because see. he's he, the helmet barely fit his head. Right. On that Packers team right. especially. And, and he had the big face mask with oh. the car down the center in the Super Bowl game, and I was like. So my buddy is Quentin Nelson. Okay. We had him a few days ago. Right. What's the scouting report that you have facing him three times this year? Because people are saying he's one of the best offensive linemen in the league, yeah. all pro as a rookie. What's your view? He's a good player. He's a really good player. I mean, to be able to come into the league and perform at that level early on, especially on the offensive line, which is obviously a difficult task, sure. he did a great job with it. I mean, he's tough. He's physical. Uh, he's smart. He knows how to play the game. Um, and they've done a good job up there, obviously. Um, have to give our credit to them with the way they yeah. the playoff game and everything. Um, but, I mean, they do a good job. And, I, and Andrew does a great job behind them, too. I mean, the thing that Andrew did so well this year is he got the ball out of his hands so fast. So quick. He knew where he was going with it. He didn't try and make too much of it. He got the ball to the guys he needed to get it to quick, and that obviously makes it a little easier. Are you going to ask the Sims special? Of course. Okay, go well, for it. Well, you just teed it up. That was perfect. It, uh, perfect. Yeah. That's why I do what I do. You do what you yeah. do. JJ does what he Chemistry is Because of that, right. Like, I always like to ask guys, especially, like, hey, who's, like, the one guy that has just been a pain in the pain in the ass your career where right. you're just like, damn, right. I got to go against this guy this week. Yeah. Who is that? If anybody popped to your mind? Marshall Yonda. Marshall, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Marshall Yonda, is, uh, yeah. he was always a great player. My rookie year in the my rookie year, the first, I think it was the third game of the year I played him, and I had a horrendous game. I'm <laughs> right. telling you, I got pulled from the game three separate times. Is that right? Bad. Damn. The third time, my coach was like, I think Forget the Hall of yeah. Fame. We're <laughs> right, we're wrong. My D-line coach said, put his helmet away. He's not going back in. And I sat there thinking to myself, well, I'm cut. I was like, I'm done. I'm well, done in the NFL. Um, what was he doing to we you? We got the... It wasn't really – he's, he's obviously really good. Yeah. But I was a three technique, and he was, it was a cutoff block, yeah. like simple football. Uh, and I hadn't played three technique in college that much, so I was still getting used to it in the NFL, and it was a cutoff block every time I got cut off, three <laughs> for three. So they just kept running the play because obviously, like, run at the rookie, the moron. Right. Um, so I got pulled from that game, but then we played them in the playoffs that year, and I had two and a half sacks uh, against him. Um, but he, every – after that, every year we seem to play the Ravens for like four or five years there. And right. He's such a tough guy, and he's such a competitor. They had a guy get knocked out at tackle. He bumped out the tackle to play tackle. Um, he was always a guy I loved battling yeah. against. Yeah. You're a movie quote guy. Which movie do you quote the most? <sighs> That's tough. I just like saw. he's he's uh, which uh, Godfather. Oh, oh, me. I'm always on Tommy Boy. He's always Tommy right. Boy. I, that guy in a little of course. Coat. Yeah, there's so I much to mess go off it up. Of there. Yeah. You could get a better look at a steak or a T-bone by sticking your head up. You know? um, I would say, I think lately I've been using a lot of dodgeball quotes. Really? Oh. Like the ESPN, the Ocho. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I think it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. Um, Dip, dive, dodge, yeah. duck, and die. Step Brothers is a huge one. Wedding Crashers. Right. Um, Have you ever met Will Ferrell? One time really fast. I think okay. I was backstage at the ESPYs or something really fast. Who would make you nervous if you met them? That's a great question. Um, Thanks. Uh, yeah, she's phenomenal. <laughs> um, I think Denzel Washington would be Really? Cool. I think yeah. that'd be really cool. One for yeah. me. He's, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge, obviously, remember the Titans growing up and right. uh, yeah. everything else he's ever done. Uh, uh, so I think he'd be a really cool one. Yeah, I met Samuel L. and it, like, blew my head off because oh, I just yeah. saw the Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Say what again? And I was like, <laughs> oh, man. All right, so you are here again because of Gatorade Super Bowl 53. Yes. Uh, what are you doing with them? What's going on? We are talking about G0, which is uh, zero sugar. So it has all the electrolytes that Gatorade has, zero the sugar. So for a guy like me, uh, it's perfect for off-season workouts. It's perfect for uh, resting up on the couch after a workout because uh, it has none of the sugar. So, But it still has all the electrolytes to help you refuel. And they have a deal 
right now, if you go to Gatorade.com, you can get 20% off by using this promo code GatoradeSB. So awesome. GatoradeSB. Yes. And, and your food vice is what? My nutritionist just is trying to start me on this new no gluten, no dairy. Oh, I grew up in Wisconsin. Yeah, oh right. My gosh. You were practically I'm milking to, cows. I wanted to go to your house, but I I don't want to go down that road. No, so we'll just keep I'm, moving. I'm going to New York next week. Right. Pizza is everywhere. Yeah. So I, I, it's pizza. You got to break the rules. Yeah, I, mean, I'm gonna, I told him. I said, right. we'll start this after New York. <laughs> right. If we started it. I mean, no, no dairy. Come on. So I'm going to say you're a 48 long. I have no idea what that means. Suit size. I just want to make sure the jacket's right. Oh, guy. Look at this. What a guy. Hey, brother's got a hug. <laughs> brother's can't Love shake it. hands. Thank brother's got a hug. So much. JJ, you're the hey, man, dude. Thank you, guys. See you, man. What an amazing week here in Dantana's in Atlanta. I want to thank all of you guys for coming out. You guys have been amazing. Feel like we made dreams come true. JJ Watt, what an awesome time. Our buddies George Kittle, Trent Taylor, uh, T.O., Chad Johnson, Derwin James, Melvin Ingram, stop Michael Vick, Deshaun Jackson. There's more, and I can't remember all of them, so I need you to kind of. Kareem Jackson, Kareem you said it? Jackson, him? then there was another one on Tuesday. <laughs> Jarvis Landry, holy crap, how did I forget Derwin James? I You're somebody, this is what the host does. You're supposed to know these names. Oh, yeah. Quentin, Quentin Nelson, oh my, my best gosh. buddy. Uh, so, honestly, that was all great. But to see all of you guys, I'm going to get fucking. Oh! Oh! He loves you so much. Oh, a little lefty. It's okay. I'll talk. Don't worry. It's a good. It's called crying left co meme. Crying left co meme, just like Jordan. You and Michael Jordan. I don't want to be on camera. She's making me cry. It's her. All right. All right. Would you stop it over here? All right. Here we go. First of all, for the year, seriously, it's been a great podcast year. We really appreciate all of you. All right. Always a special shout out to my man Adam Lefko. Appreciate you. All right. Rod Simba. For what you've done for the opening music, talent, watch out for him. And Kevin Miner right here. You see this random white guy in the middle here? Yes. You wouldn't guess this, but this guy's flow and rap you've is You've seen the special. video of his rap. Check out the video of the rap that he made for Sims and Lefko. He lives in Austin, Texas, but just another example of awesome fan base, guys. And yes. we really appreciate you. You always know, open book, DMs, send them to us. There's no question that. Time out. Are we, you answering DMs? No, you will. Damn. But yeah, we will never shy DMs. away Sims from them. Answer them. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Blast. Blast. You're the man, man. Yes. We did it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you're going Patriots. I'm, I'm going Patriots. Yep. I look like an idiot. <laughs> it's all right. I'm okay. I cry at Field of Dreams. It's all good. Yeah, I cry during. I Rudy. cry in Armageddon. Okay. When they get off the spaceship and he goes, permission to shake the hand of the, the daughter no, of the, the bravest of man I've ever met. I'm always like, oh, God. Oh. Uh, so don't worry. But yeah. it's all right. Don't but worry, our, man. our homie Josh, Josh Fendrick, who really makes this whole thing work. Damn. 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 He's in the back right now. Shit. Y'all are the shit. Good evening. Four Sims. Peace out, homies. Fuck. Four <laughs> I can't even look at him. L-E-F-K-O-E. 
Man, that's what we needed. He's gonna make me cry now. Holy shit.